Good morning. How is everyone? Good? Yeah? <laughs> How many people are in this morning? Hey, that's real. That's real life. We all go through that. Um, I felt a little eh when I woke up this morning, but got excited to be here. Uh, I'm going to open up a prayer real quick, and then we'll, we'll jump right in. So, Jesus, we love you, God. We thank you for the opportunity to just come and be in your presence and worship you, Father with freedom, with truth, with just who we are. You love us the way we are, God. And, and so I pray, Lord, that as we just uh, jump in and we talk about community, that your uh, truth will be heard and that those who uh, maybe are in here and desperately uh, looking to walk with friends, Lord, that may have been so difficult for them, Lord, may you just speak truth over them, God, and bring connection to this house. We thank you and we love you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So, um, Eddie's been telling me the, like, the excitement from the buildup of community and what you guys have been doing. And um, he just asked me, say, hey, would you just come and share just your experience in community? So, I'm not necessarily preaching uh, on a passage in regards to just kind of, I want to share a little bit through what I've discovered through scripture and through my walk in community. Um, it's already started with Adam, right? You guys went to Adam's, uh, who went to Adam's community group here? Anybody? Dang. (laughs) Well, somebody needs to sign up to Adam's community group. Um, and last week you guys did church in a house. (laughs) Oh, Adam, I want to lead him, but I can't. But the two, that's amazing to me. Like, come on. Like, I think that's so cool that you guys spent a Sunday worshiping God in other people's homes. I hope some of you guys did not come in with pajamas. That's super awkward. Hope you guys did dress up to the homes you went to. How many people liked being in other people's homes uh, to gathering together? Was that cool? Was that a great experience? I think that's so exciting. I was excited for you living out Acts 2. So who's about to sell their stuff and start to divide it up amongst each other? <laughs> who's going first? I can't do it. It would be school debt. You don't want that. But um, that's really exciting. So Eddie just asked me to kind of jump in and, and share a little bit of it. And so um, I want to open up with a, story, a quick story. I was on my way coming here uh, last weekend. I was stopping in to visit a friend of mine. And um, I was driving, running late, which is pretty much the story of my life. And as I'm zipping, because I got to be at my, uh, my friend's house in Delaware, which is like a six-hour drive, and I'm already like two hours behind. I see these two women, uh, one in the driver's side and the other one's pushing a van. And uh, I, I think, man, God, I can't pass them, right? You don't want to be the person who's like, I don't have time for you. So I, I, I pull and I stop and I get out and I'm like, hey, can I help you? And they're like, yeah, thank you so much. Can you help us get out of this traffic? I said, yeah. So me and this uh, older woman, we start pushing this van into someone's random driveway. And she's like, hey, do you have... Um, a gas tank. And I was like, no, I, I don't. I don't have a, a extra gas tank. I'm not that dude. I know some men, like that's a criteria for most guys, I guess, to have. I don't. I, I have AAA and that's like, and then I have prayer. So I do both. <laughs> I pray. And then I, um, so I was like, well, listen, I'm already getting gas. I'm running up the street. She's like, do you mind taking my friend and we'll fill up a jug? Uh, she had like, I don't know why, she had a water jug in her car. So I was like, great, let's do it. So we go there, and she uh, goes to talk to the attendant, and she comes back to me just as I'm about to pump, and she's like, 
hey, they won't let me put $2 in to pump gas. Would you mind pumping the gas into my little water jug thing? So I was like, yeah, absolutely. Why not? And I was thinking in the back of my head, man, I'm just going to, you know, I clearly I'm not going to take her two bucks, right? So, <laughs> so I go and I start pumping and I'm just trying to get as much gas as I can. She's holding it. And as I begin to pump, I get nervous because I don't want it to overflow. But as I get nervous to not let it overflow, I shoot the gas up and spray her completely with gas everywhere. You ever get sprayed by water with a hose and you step back and you do one of those? You look like, oh, she did that. And she had some choice words um, and she said the Lord's name um, while she cried out. And I said, oh my gosh, I was so, I didn't know what to do. But the, I, of course, my first thing is that like, you want to laugh, but I'm like, I'm not going to, it's not funny, you know? But it is funny. I can't believe, like, this is the story of my life. This is things that I do. So I'm like, oh, no. So I, I don't have much. I run and I get, I, I get this rag and, and she is just dripping and she has, like, her, she pulls out her cigarettes and, you know, well, she's like, well, I guess this is one way the Lord tells me not to smoke. And I said, oh, man, I'm so sorry. She starts wiping everything down and, and she has the two bucks and she's so, she's like, here's your two dollars. I said, no, no, you can... That is yours. <laughs> that I would have blessed you, bless you. And we had the most awkward five-minute drive back. <laughs> My car reeked like gasoline. And, uh, and that has nothing to do with community. I just felt like I needed to share it. I did tell most of my community about it um, because I was like, I just have sadly a lot of those kind of stories in my life. But it was just pretty, but still help out. Just next time when you do. See, I thought to myself, we were quietly driving and, and I was thinking, man, I should have had her put the jug down. And she leans over and looks at me like she could hear my thoughts and says, man, I should have put the jug down and have you spread. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, that would have been good. But um, I just want <laughs> with that said, I want to jump into Hebrews 10 and I'm just going to read two verses. And, I'll, and really what I want to do is I want to walk through some of the just experiences and things I've discovered while in community and what community has been in my life and what I'm praying it will be in your life. Guys, I, I, I believe in community. It's one of my passions. It's a, everybody has a soapbox. This is my soapbox. I, I feel like we are not called to live alone. Um, so often we do. And so I believe in the power of that. So Hebrews uh, 10, 24, the writer is talking to a group of believers, uh, more than likely uh, Jewish, uh, Jewish people who converted over to Christianity, and he gave them this uh, exhortation to be able to live out a life full of faith and perseverance. And so in, ver in, in chapter 10, verse 19, he says, man, to live out a life of faith and perseverance, you must draw near to God. And he gets into drawing near to God. And then he, the second exhortation part of it is like, hey, you got to stand confident in the hope that you have in God and his faithful promises. And then this is what he says to kind of close up, to live out a life of faith and perseverance. He says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love in good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day draw near. I'm going to read it again. And let us consider how to stir up one another in, uh, to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day draw near. 
the day draw near is the coming of Jesus Christ, coming back. So what they're saying is, hey, as you are living and as you're walking, I'm going to ask you to do something. Consider is not this sense of option. Consider was a sense of highly sit and think through and wait and understand. It was, a, it was, it was an alert. It was consider, understand the importance of stirring up one another to love and to do good works. Christ, I think from the beginning, it's just consistent implications that we are called to live in community. And I, and I, the reason why I just kind of want to share more of my experience is because I believe like, and I know Pastor Ed's been saying you guys have been sharing on community. And I just believe like community is probably one of the best sermon series anybody could go into in regards. There's so much in it. But God is saying here, he's like, I believe that from the get-go, so if you guys heard this, don't be like, oh my gosh, when are they going to be done with community? I get it. I'm signing up to Adam's house. But it's, uh, yeah, I want you guys to sit on this. That's why I'm like, Ed, what'd you guys share? But look, from the beginning, Jesus comes on earth, he's walking, about to do his ministry. What does he do? Gathers 12 disciples. Not a trick question. He gathers people together, random people, people with problems and issues, they weren't perfect people. Have you read on some of the things the disciples did? Sometimes they questioned Jesus constantly, even after him showing himself to be true. And they've argued on who's greater. They would not leave him alone. When he was trying to go through, you know, processing John the Baptist getting killed, you know, he's on a boat. And the disciples say, like, hey, there's people over here. They, they never gave him any space, but they, he still loved and lived amongst his disciples. He believed in community, even while he was on earth. And it wasn't just his disciples. It wasn't even just because it was Jesus. I know some of you guys are like, that's because he's Jesus and I'm not Jesus. But he even had others follow him. And through that time, right before he's about to go meet God, he says, listen, one of my greatest desires, he says, they will be one with one another as we are one with each other. And that to me is a strong statement. And it wasn't simply because I think sometimes we separate ourselves like it's because they were the disciples. And that's why he prayed that. No, because there was a constant understanding that we're called to live in unity together. And so when we stir up one another to love in good works, it's because already within us there is something longing, even if it's not a natural thing which I'm about to hit on, to be with others, to be with others. And I wanted to, I want to draw into one of the first things I've discovered about community where when he, where the author writes in Hebrews, look, some people aren't gathering together. And so listen, sometimes, believe it or not, community is not organic at times. It's inconvenient at times. Sometimes you don't want to go. Have you ever been in a time? Have you ever gone? You sign, you know, you have plans and you have something you got to do, and you're just like, I don't want to do it by the end of the by the end of the day. Has anybody been there? You're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to. How am I going to get out of this? I'm going to say I'm sick. I don't feel good. Yeah, the coronavirus. I don't feel good. That's what I'm going to say. But we go through those things where, listen, it happens. It takes time to find your tribe. And what I mean by that is that some of you guys may not be extroverts and some of you might be introverts and there's going to be a ton of excuses. You can valid things you can make on why you don't want to 
be amongst community, right? Or maybe you just didn't find the right fit, you know? And so community takes time. That's something I've discovered. It's not going to always become organic. So what does that mean for those who it is organic for them? It means to invite others to join your community. It means to go out of your way to help others feel fit. And those who may not feel connected, guys, sometimes you ever just realize that sometimes it's just about being persistent and being steadfast when you'll find some of the greatest breakthroughs in your life. And that also comes with gathering together as a body of believers. It's so important. I can remember for me when I went into Lynchburg, uh, Virginia, which is where I currently live, and I met a group of people who, were, who, who spoke language to what I was longing in my heart. I remember going to church on Sundays, and, and, and it's great, and I love it. And I remember thinking, though, that, you know, besides Bible studies, there's more to this. You ever feel that way? Like there's more to this. It's not just a, a Sunday thing. And, and I can remember going there uh, and meeting some people that had community groups, and it was Tuesdays. And so I was like, oh, okay, this has to be like a typical Bible study. So I go, and I'm like, okay, great. That was kind of cool. I, I, again, I felt awkward and, and just uncomfortable. You ever do that when you're meeting new people? You're like, oh, I don't know what to say. So you, you don't say much, or you just ask a lot of questions and hope they'll carry the conversation on. Come on. That's what I like to do when I have nothing to say. And, uh, and I can remember the following week, I was like, you know, I'm not sure if I really want to go. I remember thinking, like, I didn't really know a lot of these people. I just met the leader there. And I text the dude to be polite. I was like, hey, man, I'm not going to make it. You know, I, I was born and raised around this area where it's like, oh, okay, great. We'll miss you. You know, it's not. And this dude's like, uh, his back was like, man, just, just come for 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, God. So I was like, no, <laughs> no, I can't. You know, I, I got work. I got things I got to do. And he's like, look, you know, we're, we're going to eat in our community group. We ate. Did Adam's community group eat? No, those who went. <laughs> so our community group, we had food. <laughs> but look, so he says, just he kept saying, he was like, well, just come for food. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do, you know, I'm not that, you know, I'm like, no. But he was so persistent and obnoxious. I was like, fine, I'll go. I was like, and I'm only going to go to eat and then leave. So I didn't bring anything because I didn't know what they were making. <laughs> so um, I was like, hey, everybody. And again, second time in, feeling awkward. And, and I, my plan was to leave. But as I ate and as I hung out a little more, and as I got to know them a little more, next thing you know, I'm just too deep in. You ever go too deep in and they're all sitting down, they're about to discuss things. And this guy had like a loft too. So it's not like you could escape. It was like, you're just saying like, excuse me, sorry, excuse me, like before I buy the door, you have to leave that way. And I stayed. Guys, why am I telling you this? Because Although it wasn't naturally in me to want to be a part of them, they have become some of my greatest friends. Some of my greatest friends. They actually started a church in, in Providence. They left Lynchburg and started a church in Providence. And I always brag with Sulai and about how much I love them and vice versa to them about how much I love Eddie and Sulai. And, but I grew with these people. And I remember thinking, man, if this dude didn't awkwardly keep asking me to come eat with them and just hang... I don't know if I would have gotten to connect with them the way I did. And so understand that it takes time. It takes time. The other thing that I love about community is that it's meant to bring the best out of us. 
It's meant to draw gold out of us. It's meant to lift us higher. Scripture tells us in Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. Romans 12, 10 says, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Romans 12, excuse me, James 5, 16 says, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it works. Guys, community is meant to remind us who we are in Jesus. It's meant to help us continue our walk with the Lord. Community is meant to stretch us. It's meant at times to have awkward conversations that should be wrapped with love, right? You following me? Like some community is not just meant for the simple, like I think sometimes we have this stigma or just this cultural understanding. Like community is, I went to go see a movie with my buddy and that was good community. That is cool. And that is community. But there's something about deep community that begins to sit and, dis- and help you discover more of who you are in the Lord. It helps you set up even, it helps you make sure you're not crossing boundaries. You ever, man, I appreciate my community for that. It's so obnoxious with some of my community friends because they kind of, if they know when I'm off. You know, I have one friend that she just knows when I'm off, even when I think I'm pretending. I'm like, hey, how are you? She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing, nothing. You ever go through that? And you're like, no, stop asking me. And then she'll just keep, and then, man, it's like, well, there is something wrong. And we get to talk it out and pray it out together. That's the power of community. And I think that's what a lot of the world is lacking. The, wor- the world is lacking, which I'm about to jump into my other. I'm just, go- I'm just flowing with this. My points are no longer where I had them. So <laughs> I was like, uh, point one, point two, but whatever. You guys get the gist. But, but, uh, <laughs> but that flows into the other thing, man. That Listen, the, the thing about community that, always dis- that draws me in is when you're able to sit and talk with somebody and they're able to discuss some of the hardest circumstances in your life and you begin to see that the lies that you've been buying into, that the things that you thought were truth are masked with, with absolute f- faults. The false, false words, false. I mean, you, can, you ever look at yourself and you ever self-diagnose yourself? <laughs> you ever do that? I'm like the king of that. I'll, I'll be like, oh my gosh. Even like last night, I'm like, oh, some of my... Oh my, you know, you think the worst thing. That's what happens when we walk alone without community. We begin to self-diagnose. We begin to find ourselves down past we shouldn't be down. We begin to buy into lies about ourselves, that there's no way out of situations, that no one's going to love me if they just know this one thing. And if they know my, my, my habits, then they're never going to fully connect with me. And that's lies. That's lies. Listen, Community isn't perfect. You're going to have problems. Listen, to many of you guys, you're probably like, this guy's a little, we all weird in some capacity. We're human. I'm sorry. We're all weird. You, some of you guys would be like, oh, this guy's a little weird. I don't know if I'd be part of his community if he had a community group. We all are weird. We all have tendency. We all have things that are about us that maybe don't, you know, we're embarrassed a little bit about. But the beauty of it is that we are one with Christ. And through us, people see Jesus in us. And so when we are connecting with people and we are walking with people, you're not always going to always feel like you, you're, you know, you ever walk around with people and you're like, man, I don't feel like I'm, I'm meshing well with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But there's nowhere in scripture that's like, if you don't mesh well with somebody, just, just blow it off. 
There's a difference between people who are, who are unequally yoked and they're dragging you into places you shouldn't be and then, hey, man, be persistent and bear each other's burdens and love one another through things and love one another through things. And I found that, that there's this culture within us that says that if we, if, we aren't, if we aren't dependent on someone, we're stronger leaders. And it's a lie. Hey, if you, if you go solo and you're able to kind of do your own thing and discover your own things, then you're, you're better off. You know, the thought of dependency makes people cringe. And we often talk negatively about dependency. Oh, that's a codependent relationship. Well, that does exist. Some of you guys might be in some right now, but it's like, but that does not mean that dependency is a negative thing. I think the greatest get, the lie from the enemy is to get you isolated and think that you need to be by yourself, yeah. that you need to be by yourself. And we, we just, or it's just the way culture works with us at times. But when we are in one community together and we are able to be with one another, it draws beauty out of us. It draws the greatest gifts out of us. Listen, community isn't perfect that I've discovered and it has conflict. How many of you guys have dealt with conflict before? Oh, yeah. We all deal with it. Those who don't have their hands up are liars, but we all deal with it. We all deal with conflict. There's one thing where it's like, oh, this person's awkward and maybe I don't gel right with them. And there's another thing when there's this, they just irk you. They get under your skin. You ever have that? And you're like, oh my gosh, here they come again. You ever go to the grocery store and you see somebody you don't want to talk to and you like kick the aisle the other way? Like, you know, we all like, we, I, I've done that. You know, we all have conflict. But look, community helps us grow and stretch ourselves in that conflict. This is what scripture tells us, right? We know these kind of things, but it's a reminder. Bear, one, bear with one another. If one has a complaint against another, forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you, you must also forgive. That's Colossians 3.13. 1 Corinthians 1.10 says, Appeal to you, brothers, by the name of Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there will be no division among you, but that you'll be united in the same mind and the same judgment. We are called to forgive one another and to show grace to one another. And it's really hard to even practice that out and live that out if you're constantly running after conflict occurs. You ever have something, somebody hurts you and you say, I'm never going to talk to them again. You know, and you're going to discover that. You're going to have times where you're going to be in your community group and somebody's going to say something that turns you the wrong way and you're like, that is no, sir. I'm not going to deal with that. Honey, let's go. We're leaving. You know, like that's, you're never going to grow and practice out and live out how to bear each other's burdens when you're constantly running from conflict. That's not, it's just not going to happen. Christ isn't setting us up for turmoil. He's helping us persevere when we're able to sit and say, you know what? You know, hey, dude, hey, sister in the Lord, you know, you hurt me. You, you know, you, you offended me. And that's the beauty of good community because maybe it's not going to be resolved in just that one conversation. And that's the, that's the beauty of having people around you in your community that can say, hey, I want to help work this out with, with you guys, right? So understand that there's no such thing as a perfect community. Just like there's no, church is a community, amen? That's what we are. 
You know, the only difference for most people is that church is like an hour, an hour and a half. And so if you don't like somebody you see, you can bolt out the door. But that's why churches, I think, one of the biggest reasons why churches are dying. Because they don't know how to deal with family conflict. And here's the other thing I discovered. Community isn't like family. It is family. I think that's a big thing to understand. It is family. No, Paul, I don't know you that well and I have my own family. Well, look, even in culturally speaking, when tribes got married and they were like, a husband will leave his mother's you know, house and go to his wife, it was literally like, here's one tent and then here's the other tent. It was like, see you, mom. You were living amongst one another. You were living with one another. You were meshed in with one another. It's family. And I think the better we understand that and we don't, bring, and we don't draw those hard lines, the more I think we'll be able to really thrive in community. I think the more we'll be able to draw others in community and bring others in. And look, lastly, I told you this is a short one. Adam was convinced I would go on for like 45 minutes. And lastly, one thing that I think is one of the best things about community is it helps us live out the Great Commission. It gives us the, it gives us the tools, I believe, that God's put within us, right? But listen, I, besides salvation, which is, the, is only through Jesus Christ, is the only thing we need. You don't often see in Scripture, and I, I, I heard this from a speaker, and it really hit me. And I like, you know when you, it's the day and age of Google, so you're like, well, you just need Jesus. You know, like I wanted to prove that point wrong because it didn't sound right. But besides salvation, the gift of eternal life, Jesus does not say, it's just me and you and everybody else is whatever. Besides salvation. He's, there is this calling to draw near to one another. The reason why he wanted the disciples to be unified together is because there's a greater commission that God's placed over our lives, amen? That, that we have fruit that we should be bearing and that's, that's sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so to do that well, to do that with all of our hearts, I believe it has to come from being around community. Listen, all the places I went to when I was in, now listen, here's the other thing. Can it come one-on-one? Absolutely. I'm not talking about you need like four people with you when you're sharing the God. Don't, don't be that. I mean, that could be awkward for somebody. If you're like, hey, I want to tell you about Jesus and here's my five other friends. We're going to tell you about Jesus as well. Come sit. Here's a robe. You want some juice? You know, it's like, don't be weird. Don't, don't be weird. But, but, but it's what you do within the community and how you build you, and how you go deeper in the word of God and draw near God with community, I believe, helps us live out the Great Commission. It helps us be able to sit and talk with people and tell people about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. I believe, again, after salvation, there's this massive assumption, now go live with one another. I mean, hey, we, we know through it in Acts 2, 4, uh, 4, 6, uh, uh, 46, verse 47, every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts, which would slightly be considered a church, right? This is where we would be every day. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. That's living out the Great Commission through that. They gathered in the temple. They worshiped. They were amongst one another. They got really good mission and brewed coffee. And many, many churches don't have. You guys like ruined it for me. 
And I go to other places and I'm like, do you have? No? Okay. But, it, you know, you, you guys got some great, you guys got so much you can do around here amongst the temple. But it says what? Daily they broke bread and they ate and praised God and worshiped the Lord with one another. It's a daily thing. It's an, a daily thing. It's not something that's meant to be, hey, I'll see you next Sunday. Because that's not the Great Commission. That's not. And, there, and then lastly, before I close, because this is something I, I'm looking at Adam that I thought about. He, him and I discussed this a lot, like him, Eddie, and all of us. But listen, community evolves and changes through time. Like one of the things Adam's like is like, I have two kids, Polly. I'm not single. He'll say that to you. Like, I just can't be out to four in the morning, which we're, I'm not out to four in the morning. Uh, nothing's good past what, 10? Is that what you tell your kids? Like, but, but, you know, community evolves. It changes. There's no such thing as one perfect community. Find, that's part of finding your tribe. I wouldn't advise Adam and Heather to be like, hey, let's go hang out with, you know, young adults that, that don't have kids and try to keep up with them. They'll be like, this is brutal. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm done. But there's no such thing as a person. So don't get in your mind the stigma that it has to be a particular certain way. Is if Christ is the center of your community, that's all that matters. If you're if you're if you're in it for Jesus, if you're if you're in it for Him, that's the most beautiful part about community. But it evolves and it changes and it develops, and through time and sometimes community changes even when you ever everybody anybody like change. I'm not a big fan at times of change. I love to travel and like go on, you know, people are like, oh, you must love change. You're always traveling. I'm like, no, I, I, I don't. But, but sometimes that just happens. And so we got to be open to the fact that sometimes we may be part of one community for a season. And it's not that something went wrong or things happened to people moved or things went, but you ha- that's where you have to understand the adapting of community. You got to be able to adapt to things. I mean, some of you guys right now may be thinking of, man, I remember my college years or friends that I had growing up or people I was around that you may no longer get, have just that kind of contact with. They're in maybe Ohio and you're here. You can still keep that relationship going, but it's so important to adapt to where God's placed you in community. Don't just be like, well, that was amazing in Ohio. I don't know why I'm picking Ohio. Is anybody even from Ohio? Hey, one per- two people. So it's like, <laughs> I don't think I've ever even been to Ohio. But, uh, you know, it's like, you know, well, that was my community there. So now that I'm here, I'm just going to kind of have to, you know, it, it's never going to be the same. It's not going to be like Jim's community. You know, Jim always knew what kind of chips I liked. And it's not going to, you got to learn to adapt. And it changes and it molds. And that's the beauty of good community. That's the beauty of it. And look, and, I, and my encouragement to you on that is like community doesn't always have to be sometimes face-to-face. I have a c- core group of my college friends that we've known each other now for almost like 10 plus years. And we're on this group message. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite things to do because it's so ridiculous, the stuff that's on there. And a lot of them are married um, and some of them have kids and we're able to stay connected through that on a weekly basis. And here's what's really cool. Starting this year, we decided, hey, every week we're going to rotate a Bible study through the Bible app together. And so every week someone's picking a new Bible devotion, and that's one way to stay in community with people who are just not where you wish they were. But it doesn't mean that because I have that community with my friends and because I'm connecting with them on a weekly basis, which I love doing, that I'm, that I'm not plugged into where I'm at locally. So you want to make sure you're plugged into that locally. So guys, this is my encouragement to you guys. I want to leave you with this. Galatians 6, 2 says this, carry 
one another's burdens, and this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Guys, the most beautiful thing about walking with Jesus is that we have the ability to do this together and unified, and we get to invite other people into it. So my encouragement is join a group. Whether you just show up or sign up, which is by the connect, connect, connect table, or is it connect? I don't know what you guys name it. But go to that random table and sign up. My challenge is to go for it. Listen, if you're like, I'm ha- I have a long week. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Just go for, just go for 10 minutes. Just go. Eat and leave. Do, do what I was hoping to do. Just go and hang out and see. But don't, don't come up with a ton of excuses why not to be a part of something. Find reasons why, even biblically, man, I, I should be doing this. I need to find myself thriving in this. Because, listen, the simplicity of carrying each other's burdens fulfills the law of Christ. That's a beautiful truth. It's a beautiful truth in that. So, Jesus, I love you. I thank you for this. I just thank you for community, God. I thank you for just how just how you designed it and created it within us, God, and how you've, you've called us to live amongst one another, Lord. I'm so grateful that you, you didn't create us to be people who are uh, meant to live alone and, and just build our own lives separately, God, but you've, you've given us this desire within us to just be amongst one another. And so I pray that you'll help us do this well. I pray that you will give us patience and to love one another, God, to give us grace and remind ourselves that the same grace you've given us, we should give to others, Lord. May we carry mercy in us, Lord, for others. Joy, God. I pray against any walls that may come up, God, when it comes to people breaking in and getting to know one another, Lord. I pray that it's all done with um, sincerity, integrity, authenticity in it, God. But I believe that there are people in this room, Lord, that for years have just been like secretly living alone. They might be amongst people, but they're living alone. They don't understand what it means to truly just, to to really have a connection with somebody that's brotherly or sisterly love and affection. They don't know what it's like for a group of people to be stirring them up and getting them excited for what's ahead, Lord. I believe that there might be people in here that spent most times in the morning looking at themselves in the mirror and trying to get themselves pumped for what's ahead by themselves when it's just not supposed to be like that, God. Lord, I just pray, Father, that you will just challenge us. Lord, if we're not being challenged, Lord, I truly believe that it's so hard to grow. So help us, God. Help us grow over the season. I pray that this week will be testimonies upon testimonies of the, just the, the joy that they experienced in their community groups, Father. I pray it will just evolve and just continue as Jake's grows and as Adam grows and everybody else's that has theirs, God, Eddie's and Manny's. And Lord, I pray, Father, that as their, as their group grows, Lord, I pray that it will just have to be multiplied naturally into another community group, into another community group. Because people are inviting their friends and people are discovering themselves and most importantly, who you are. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. Amen.